Hello friends and welcome to another episode of the Steal These Thoughts audio experience. So today is another solo episode with Moy and I'm just going to jump straight into it. So what I want to explore in this short episode is how we can make workplace learning more inclusive for all. And of course inclusion is a gigantic topic so I'm not going to be able to hit this from all angles but I am specifically looking at this in making sure that we have fair and equal career and development opportunities for all in what we're looking at as this kind of new world of work as we slowly resurface from the pandemic into what's hopefully going to be a bit more of stability. So some of you and definitely in my area of the learning and development industry would have heard the kind of hot topic, hot word of the future of work. Super trendy right now. And a lot of us are talking about the future of work as we're having hopeful conversations around the end of the pandemic and specifically looking at the lessons that we've learned and how we can adopt them to design a better model for work and life. And this means a lot for people in education establishments and workplace learning teams too. Because for me, the coronavirus accelerated not only the remote working revolution by at least a decade, but also the adoption of even more digital technology. Now, I've seen a couple of the memes going around saying, you know, what was the biggest transformation factor in organizations worldwide going through a digital revolution? And the uh, the number one response was coronavirus. So in many ways, this has kind of forced this revolution in the digital space for a lot of organizations and forced hands and for many people in my position of workplace learning it's dragged those teams into the modern age and it's made you know a number of people in the industry who are still doing this to look at what they were doing step away from the tried trusted and safety of the classroom and to be quite frank though it probably scared the shit out of quite a load of people to try and figure out how do i now change what i've been doing for so long and make it applicable for a remote first digital world. And for those of you who've read any of my work before at stillthesethoughts.com, you know, you'll be well aware that the classroom, in my opinion, is not the holy venue which too many workplace learning teams use to worship at as a form of developing people. So basically, look, the digital transformation happened overnight. You know, one day we're in the office, next day we're all working from home. So we had to move around quickly. And that required a lot of us to try and figure out how this is work. And basically for people in my position, how the hell do we do this kind of learning stuff now? How do we help people develop their careers in the remote first world? So firstly came Zoom. Zoom was super big at the beginning of all this. And it seemed like the almighty saviour for a lot of people, to be honest, not just for your local L&D team. But, you know, as we can see over time, you know, real fatigue started to happen through Zoom and Zoom fatigue is something that is talked about so often nowadays and in the L&D profession in general a lot of people did this weird thing where they just decided to deliver the exact same experience of a hundred slides on a PowerPoint deck via Zoom and call this digital learning which is not so if you're doing that I'm sorry to tell you that is not digital learning and that played a big part in this zoom fatigue because people were really getting kind of frustrated and fed up staring at their screen all the time and it puts them in a position where they're less likely to put up with really shitty experiences where they have to stare at a screen for eight hours because you don't need to do that i mean we don't need to be stuffed into a room or on a zoom call for hours or days to be eliciting or unlocking 
any forms of development so you know regardless of some teams you know discovering this they've continued to torture people by delivering what i call kind of loads of useless knowledge transfer experiences on zoom you know for days on end while other people will have started to look at different methods like myself like how do we build community focused experience in existing collaboration tools like slack and microsoft teams but fundamentally whichever road people chose to invest their community-driven experiences in. The nature of how these will play out has now changed forever. And this is where it kind of comes in the Vorda's future of work talk. Because for me, I believe we're really on the cusp of changing the model of where and when we work forever. We've kind of had this very strange experiment over the last 12 to 14 months, which has given us a lot of data. And what we do now is gonna have a massive effect on what a lot of workplace learning teams will do in the future. Now, from kind of my research and look at the industry overall, I would still say, look, 90% of people, development teams in the workplace rely on classrooms as the sole source of delivery in transferring knowledge and skill building. It's gonna be difficult to carry on. Because once we get out of this kind of strange time, for me, none of us are ever going to be able to be in the same place at the same time to engage in one single experience. And this is where the topic of inclusion starts to come in. So if people are dispersed across a multitude of locations, the office, home, or perhaps even the beach, we'll need to think about how our industry can build inclusive learning experiences that everyone can benefit from. So an example of that, whether you're the budding young upstart who loves being in the office, a super creative who loves working at home for deep focus, or a traveling exec who is here, there, and everywhere all the time. All of these people must have access to the same experiences. You can no longer design experiences that just fit an office environment. We'll need to build an approach that allows anyone, anywhere, to access that same experience and get the same outcomes. I know for a lot of people, as I said before, this probably scares the shit out of you. But realistically, none of this is new. In the learning industry in particular, for some time it's needed to evolve how we build learning experiences. Now, many people in my field will be familiar with what I look at as a kind of constant and pointless debate around NMSs, LXPs, EXPs, or whatever term is kind of trendy right now. And an organization's learning stack being the answer to access for all experiences is a part, it plays a part in that. And to some extent, it is a good solution, but it's only part of that puzzle. Now your LMS, LXP or EXP is not going to serve all of the needs of a workforce in building work class skills. It's gonna provide the same experience, but you've got to think if the experience sucks in the first place, everyone's just getting a real crappy experience. And we all know, right, a lot of these tools are not known for their stellar user experiences anyway, so there's work to do there. So basically, where does this leave us in creating inclusive experiences for all? So as I've said, our learning tech is part of that solution, but the other part is mostly focused on community-driven sharing. And this is where I think we need to focus and put the most work in. We're never going to get everyone into a physical classroom environment anymore so we can forget about that you know don't keep dreaming about it it's not coming back you're not going to be able to get everyone in and this really leaves us in an area of needing to design community experiences that anyone can engage with anywhere now there's a few things i want to share with you that you can consider when creating these community experiences that everyone can partake in and these are some things i'm experimenting with at the moment in time 
and things that I've been talking to with other people in the industry as well. So the first is about bringing those experiences into your collaboration platforms. And when I talk about collaboration platforms, it could be Slack or Microsoft Teams or whatever you're using. You've got a lot of opportunity to create these community experiences in these platforms. And the bonus for most organizations is that people use these tools daily. And it's basically where most time at work is spent. So for me, it makes sense to meet people where they usually are. And you can do really simple things in these tools, but they can be super effective. As an example, you can build dedicated channels in Slack or Teams in Teams. It's the little things like sharing resources and in-house video content to ask me anything sessions of subject matter experts. You can do all of this in these tools. And what this allows you to do is connect lots of people, ignite discussion and provide a space for sharing, which is just the same, or in my opinion, even better than what you'd get in a four walled room where you threw people into. Plus, it doesn't feel as false because it's somewhere they naturally go to. My second suggestion is to host what I call blended talks. So if you're still glued to the concept of knowledge transfer through the sage on the stage model, consider how you can amplify and connect that experience no matter where someone is based. So to give you an example, you can create short experiences where people can join on site and through the power of video conferencing tools together at the same time. And you can give a exact audience experience to everyone by using interactive tools like Slido or Mentimeter, which I've both used in the past and they're great. And these allow people to participate in things like polls, ask live questions and leave instant feedback through any device while they're part of that experience. We have to take a remote first approach on anything that we do. And what I say is that challenge yourself to think if this doesn't work online, don't build it because inclusive learning is for all. So whether you're able to get to an office and actually spend time in these sessions or your working parent, as an example, who wants to spend afternoons working from home to be closer to the family. Both of these people deserve an equal experience and access to the same opportunities. So any of these experiences will need to be designed thinking about how can you give the same quality to people in a physical space and those joining from elsewhere. And then lastly, again, kind of building upon my previous points, interactive community of practices. So once more, you know, looking at how you can make better use of existing pieces of workplace tech to support these community experiences. So think about using tools like Slack, Zoom and Teams. And this includes very simple things like how can groups of people work on the same documents together? How can they build products, engage in role players, watch videos, all of this stuff, it can be done. You've just got to explore the enormity of the possible with these tools. So a couple of additional thoughts for you and advice on creating inclusive workspace learning before we finish up. So I'd invite you to think about the following. How can you bring the same experience, feel and emotions to anyone, anywhere? Have this front of mind when you're designing your experiences. How do you transfer, transform even? your usual in-person activities to an environment with some physical participant and others online as well. As I said, take a remote first approach. If it doesn't work online, don't build it. Always remember this, people who join remotely are not second-class users in experience. Anything you design and deliver must work for all. So whether that's a resource, a video, 
or an interactive experience. Ask yourself, how can anyone access the same level of this experience? It should never ever be that the best experience is the one delivered on site only because this becomes very elitist and is not inclusive at all. Inclusive learning is access to the same opportunities for everyone. And with that, you'll need to reframe your mind from one dimensional experiences to multi-dimensional. Transcend those experiences through different channels to provide the same access and opportunities for all. And lastly, be human focused. Whatever you build must cater for the all, not the few. Like I've touched upon several times in this podcast today already, everything must be accessible for everyone. The office loving group, the working parents, the home working focused creatives, or the ever traveling senior leaders and many more make experiences and opportunities equal for all. And that's it for me. You know, these are just a few of the ideas that I've got. I'd love to hear any that you have. So please get in touch with me on LinkedIn or Twitter or at stillthesethoughts.com as well. As always, I hope you've enjoyed. Please do subscribe to the podcast if you like what you hear. Please feel free to share your network. I would love that. You know, if you have time to give a rating on any of the platforms that are listening to this, please do that because that helps more people get to experience these thoughts that I share with you as well. And if you are interested, you can also sign up to my weekly newsletter, which I send every Tuesday morning with a roundup of curated resources from the world of learning and skill building that I share with my fellow readers and also new articles and content from myself. So as I say, I hope that's been helpful and you've enjoyed Take care and I'll speak to you in the next one.